everyone welcome back to the freedom to be happy podcast brought to you by happiness.me i'm your host sukriti when you think about it life is one big obstacle course we are constantly meeting new challenges and trying to grapple with them at first glance this might seem like a bad thing why can't life be easier right but if we all can look a little closer we'll realize that difficulties are actually a good thing they may hold us back but they also push us forward and we learn so much while facing these challenges leaving you with this profound thought and opening today's unique episode which by the way you would love to share with your colleagues and family our guest is someone who has over 22 years of diverse experience in the hr domain he's a person who believes that we should never stop learning because life never stops teaching Of course his work achievements are many but he's really known for his zen like presence at work currently the chro at tata power group please welcome eternally young and passionate leader himal tiwari very warm welcome himal yeah thank you sukriti and i'm so happy to be here and uh, i think uh, the entire concept and the frame of which you have introduced is so exciting and so relevant so i'm very happy to be here we are equally excited So I think I'm going to begin by asking this question because the more I researched about you the more I asked people questions about you the one thing that really stood uh you know very very uniquely was about your seeking spirit you know everyone spoke about that you love to learn okay and and you know clearly you also enroll yourself into various leadership programs even till now you know and you're in in a space where maybe a little bit of arrogance is okay to seep in you know where you start to feel that you know i know it all but you are very different you know you are in fact becoming a student uh, which basically means to unlearn things so it talks so much about your ability and it talks so much about your humility tell us about why so much love towards education learning where did it all start um and does this also seep into the work culture Okay you know I think uh, it's uh, it's quite a starter actually it's something which is very close uh, and uh, let me let me put it like this you know I am uh, my career actually is a reflection of uh, something that I have always constantly done experimented with myself and have always been open a lot of people don't know I am not a thoroughbred origin in HR person I'm much uh, mid career hr convert really so i don't know wow. whether i found hr or hr found me uh, but it has been a, a journey of constantly being curious and in the happy space of saying that i don't know mm. and uh, you know it starts with saying i don't know you know i think uh, i am a firm believer that uh, 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 life's greatest things happen when you start saying i don't know and uh, and it comes from not only a, a fake sense of uh, you know of faking humility but it is genuinely saying that look you know there is much more that i don't know uh, and i am striving for the space of what i don't know what i don't know so so i think uh, 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 it has been something that i have always uh, loved uh, to uh, be there and i think it has given me personally great uh, 
well shall i say this uh, confidence to take new new situations i i am post graduate in physics right i was slated to do and do uh, you know superconductivity and solid state somewhere you know doing uh, higher studies uh, started my career with tata motors in a shop floor uh, did international business management uh start then did consulting for uh, 18 years uh, then worked with tata sons for 5 uh, years and then last uh, uh, you know four odd years in tata's power as chro so all these uh, diversity has come about because i've always been open to new experiences new learning and every time i think the same thing i say in a, in a happy space to say i don't know and it takes uh, because when you start to say you don't know then the second expectation is that look hey get yourself in the space that you start to start to say to do something about it so i think that that's where it is and uh, you ask the second part is uh, how does it take it in manifest in my organization in the way that i operate uh, i i'm a firm believer that uh, you know what something that i have personally benefited everybody should be and uh, we as today in the in in hr in tata power everybody is is in the same space we all are uh, uh, you know doing uh, seeking searching learning uh, on various things and i think the other thing is that uh, uh, i i firmly believe that everything can be learned everything can be uh, you know some are easier difficult uh, some require experience some require some bit of uh, you know uh, prototyping but eventually you have must have the confidence and believe that you can do it so so that's what it is but it's a firm belief that i have and thanks for picking up as first first question amazing i think what i take back is i don't know you know that statement of yours is just so powerful uh, to you know really turn around and tell somebody or even tell your own self that i don't know the answer to this and that is why i need to learn just so incredible so we are of course all aware that you know how important happiness is at work and to maintain the happiness culture for years is nothing less than a badge of honor and tata group's culture inherently as an organization has always been extremely human centric i think everybody is aware of that so tell us in a world full of toxic work culture you know where corporate culture is seen as you know toxic culture right why do you think building a human centric organization is the way forward you know i to be fair i don't have a firm uh, let's say theoretical view on this because it's something that i i still have evolving and again i'm just being very happy to say that i don't know everything on this topic but uh, must say that i also tend to believe that uh, look toxicity is is i think sometimes it is emerging out of a little bit of a anglo saxon view of the world right and organizations that have derived from a particular sector of the economy and hence there is there was this derivative a term of toxicity that has emerged clearly i think uh, it is a it is a, a topic that i'm not saying not not needs to be addressed but clearly it is a, a in my view a dysfunctional form of an organization mm. right now organizations are social structures right and social structures in their own right are made to enhance happiness so i i don't believe that there is something called a social construct which with toxicity which is this is a uh, let's say let me say something that has gone wrong has resulted in toxicity 
because right. even in in good families look you know organizations i go back to it uh, uh, our social structures we come together for a cause for a meaning for a purpose uh, there are profit organizations there are not for profit organizations but we come together for a purpose so a, there is a social construct to it and if something goes there is a dysfunctional form of social structure toxicity now one can argue how do we go away from it yeah. now that in my view is a is a is a huge there are uh, there are lots of things that you 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 need to look at but at the essence of it is my and again you talk about the tata group and why uh, this discussion if you ask me sometimes having this discussion is the wrong thing to do right because the absence of this is the presence of something good right mm. so if you're not discussing it because it is good so look you know you, you when you go to a, a happy family they don't say yeah. you are a happy family right it is just it is not present so a presence of something or a acknowledgement of something is something that you saying that there is a trouble so if you see the meaning and the purpose of existence and a lot of tata companies uh, have a lot of strong meaning for their own existence their businesses their value systems and that is why organizations have run for years together so you know we are a 150 year old group because of the fact that there's a inherent meaning and that meaning drives everything together now it's a it's a big, big topic to to do this but i think my sense is that toxicity is a is a topic that needs to be approached differently i think uh, uh, it is like you're chasing the you know chasing this the symptom and the disease is somewhere else absolutely i don't know whether you i know, answer the question yeah yeah absolutely in fact you know a lot of times people may think that you know creating a healthy environment uh, you know even in families for that matter to to create unity in a big family is a gigantic task and maybe that is why people kind of shy away from it so what i want to ask you is is creating happiness at work really a gigantic task uh, you know <laughs> my sense is that uh, it is it is an approach i i go back to uh, saying that, that it's the same approach that uh, in hr there's a lot of talk about managing attrition now mm. it is the same concept that you don't get married getting worried about divorce has anybody said that you manage your 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 relationship by man, by managing divorce correct you manage your relationship by managing your relationship correct so it's the same thing right so so i don't think so there is a there is a lot of value in managing attrition is a managing engagement right it's the same thing so uh, so i think it is the way to say that how can we create happy workplaces right and and that is the objective that we should have the toxicity is a dysfunctional form of that right yeah. so let's take the narrative in a positive way i think the entire concept of happiness is you know is has to be taken like that so my sense is there's no other way but to look at this because happiness at work is a most fundamental uh, you know uh, piece that people are existing you know if you see the 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 maslows or any other uh, framework that you do everybody is, is is living for happiness right and if you are not able to create happiness at work uh, i think we will have missed a big point and it is also not sustainable long term absolutely i think there's a whole shift of perspective uh you know that needs to come in uh and you know to really see what is really the problem you know right now we are seeing toxic culture as a problem but like you said that is not the problem 
<laughs> you know, it's seeping from somewhere else, and we need to look at that. So, yeah. what an amazing, amazing answer. Okay, so I I have another question, uh, you know, and and this is a longish one, so you'll have to be a little patient. But it's a very relevant yeah. one. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, will will relate to this one. So, so when I gauge, uh, you know, a workplace or anybody, right? Uh, you can kind of, um, you know, you can uh, recognize uh, from the, you know how much happiness quotient this workplace has by looking at how people within it are interacting with one another. You know, you can pick up on the energy of a workplace, right? So, I read in one of your articles where you spoke that leaders should personally plan on meeting each one of the employees to develop that connection, and which, which of course, is true. you know having a close friend at work can really make you happier more productive less likely to quit right uh, but having said all of that work relationships can have a downside as well you know people can get too emotionally involved you know one has to be mindful that your relationship doesn't impinge on your ability to get your job done right like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store So my question to you is a leader who wants to build a happy friendly work culture is also at the risk of being a pushover so how to strike that balance yeah look at least i i'm not sure whether there is a duality there that mm. uh, kindness and seeking happiness and effectiveness look i think it's a uh, and again i want to challenge this a little bit because uh, okay. uh, uh, that look it 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 calls for a little bit of a old style thinking now mm-hmm. you know let me step back a bit a little bit so uh, first and foremost uh, that you don't have to lead people only by being stern morose and you know uh, uh, you know taking a very hard stance of everything you know uh, you you still can be effective organizations can be working and i think you can use the positiveness in everybody to in, to create that engagement now let me let me articulate this a little bit so you know uh, and again i i am just sensing that look if even if in our uh, our organizations are mimicking how society is evolving correct now even in the in the way that our parents used to engage with us right there was a sense of formality there was a sense of rules there was a sense of you know proprietary and seriousness now one can argue there were many kids there were you know less of resources the rest of it but today if you see the all a whole lot of you know audience are are parents or new parents or you know would be parents their relationship with their children are very different right so almost they are friends if not yes. friendly you know so so the entire concept is changing today so if you see to manage the new generation uh, the old style hierarchy based rule based structures uh, top down approaches do not work because the new generation itself is seeking meaning they are seeking answers to what their self expression is and how they can meaningfully contribute now in a good way society has progressed because a lot of times earlier job was a means to an ends just to you know get your means to you know sustenance today the job is much beyond it because society has progressed there is affluence 
reasonable affluence for a large parts of the population. I'm not saying for everybody, but so the meaning is also changing. So in a way, uh, it is the need of the how the society is changing. That is point number one. Hmm. Point number two is leaders today are the leaders today manifest their leadership in different ways. The old style, uh, I call it old style. Uh, by the way, it is still prevalent in a lot, lot quarters. Is sure. this alpha? There I say this relative zero type of alpha male. Uh, you know, authoritarian. I know it all. You know, you get it done. I will tell you to how to do style. I right. don't think so. Is is the rule? Is the playbook for the new leader? The playbook of the new leader is: this is the meaning. How can I achieve you uh, in your own personal goals and connect to what the organization goals are? Let us co-create. How are we going to do it? If you don't have the tools, can I enable the tools to have you work with it? And how can I create a congenial, collaborative, enabling environment for you to flourish? That is the new narrative. So, so I think that is the way to approach it. Uh, and and I have no, uh, uh, let's say, I, I'm very clear that look. Uh, kindness uh, uh, is is one time, but also it at the same time, you can also be firm and polite. Look, firmness right. has nothing to do with with rude or being uh, toxic. Yes. Firmness with kindness can go along well. So, so if you ask me, I I don't find that duality. I find it there is a lot of synergies, and the most effective leaders don't have to raise their voices. That's my mantra, actually. Fantastic. So what you're saying is, it's okay to disagree, not okay to disrespect. That's okay. That's that's just fine. Yeah, absolutely. What a fantastic conversation. But I'm not letting you go without answering uh, some of the quick five questions that I have for you. This is one of the All most popular right. <laughs> part of the show. So are you All ready? Right. Well, kind of, a uh, little bit uh, anxious because let, let's let's take it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So first question in this one, you need to be a little careful while, while you answer this one. So what is that one thing that you admire most about your spouse? Oh, all right. That's, that's, a, that's a googly actually. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I don't know whether my wife will pick up this podcast when and where. Uh, uh, so... No, but I I think this one is very clear for me. Uh, I really admire her work ethic. I think uh, I I have seen her last. We married twenty plus years. Uh, uh, the work ethic that she has, the hard work that she has, is unparalleled. I've never not seen somebody with that commitment and that hard work and the commitment with sincerity of purpose. So if she is even doing a small little thing of writing one blog or writing one social post. She will do it carefully, research it, do the full due diligence, do it uh, with the same levels of sincerity. So there is no, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's say half measures, the commitment and hard work. I think I really admire that. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Tell us the last web series that you binged watched and do you recommend it to us? Yeah, actually the last one which I watched, actually it's a little bit of a new concept of binge watching because it comes every Friday. Right, so okay. uh, you are hanging on the thread uh, every week, and then you look at it. But it is uh, completely uh, worth watching. This is uh, Hot Star Criminal Justice, mm-hmm. Adha Sach, uh, and okay. I'm as you can aware, I'm aware. I'm a big uh, fan of Pankaj Tripathi, 
and he plays a lawyer and he's master class so it's it's a great wow. web series to to watch okay we will do it all right so any advice to that young hr intern who's actually listening to this podcast right now and who is struggling to find his or her voice okay the strange thing about this is that look you should not strive to get your voice look it's a it's a it's a little bit of a counterintuitive answer is the more you will strive for your voice the more the system will try to not listen to you if you are wanting to be true to what you want to do somebody will reach out to you and hear your voice as well so i think in a, in a philosophical construct do not spend a lot of time just to have your voice heard at the right time at the right context anybody who wants to hear will reach out to you to hear the voice so that's number one so don't let's not get over anxious to do that the second point is make small targets right uh the the truth for everything in life and i i played sport for best part of my life i'm a big fan of uh, uh, mahendra singh dhoni and uh, uh, he's his his style of cricket is to take every match to the last over which means that you are not getting anxious of the big things you're doing small small things right at small 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 intervals right it brings a lot of focus it brings a lot of quality of execution and it also gives you the peace of the mind because look if you see suddenly that you have to chase 200 runs and you will just get overwhelmed and you're saying that you are not you are not chasing 200 runs i'm chasing 20 runs in the next four so four overs this is my first target right and i will just be true to this 20 runs i'm not true to 200 runs i will go to the next 80 when i when i reach 20 so now that is the way i would want uh, the youngsters to look at it so don't sometimes i believe the generation wants too many things to at a too short a notice not bad being ambitious is not bad having too much of you know learning at a lot of things at the same time is not bad but don't put the pressure of performance uh, destroy your ability to pick up the thing that you can do it right now so make small targets work on it plan for it and then move on beautiful okay what is the tastiest thing that you can cook that's completely out of the blue yeah so you know, let me just you know give you a little bit of a background of this i till covid hit us uh, what uh, you know uh, i i only my my prowess was to cook uh, maggi and uh, the early the first morning chai that's it so my prowess okay. started and ended with that and uh, covid gave me an opportunity to test out uh, uh, this and i really picked it up as uh, uh, you know one of sundays i'll i'll tell the family that i will i will start cooking and uh, you know uh, credits to youtube and the videos that they upload uh, one can experiment with a lot of uh, dishes and you know today you can order all those exotic things uh, online as well so you don't have to you know shop around for all the exotic ingredients all these dishes required so uh, long story short i i i think i'm very good at cooking a, a thai green curry uh, and uh, have experimented with it with something but i kind of have come to a good uh, dish uh and uh, it goes brilliantly with sticky rice a uh, jasmine rice uh, so that could be my uh my my best dish awesome i'm very tempted to change my fifth question and ask you when are you inviting us 
so i think it has to be a sunday and it has to be a a a lunch because that's my space of cooking and space for myself uh, so uh, please be my guest you should plan that <laughs> absolutely but but still the last question i want to ask because i think it's again very very relevant a life lesson that you always remind yourself okay look i i don't want to grandstand it a bit they are very simple things uh uh one thing that comes up for me is uh uh when i was i was uh, a, a reasonably good cricketer in my school days and my university days and uh, i remember a uh a thing for my coach and i i must uh share this with everybody that uh, i was a very you know uh, a lanky uh, person i was of course put on a lot of weight since then and i used to be very worried about my frame as i used to say that look you know how can i hit big shots and all all of that and i thought it's also about muscles and you know strength and stuff like that and i in a very earnest fashion as a 14 year old you go and you ask your coach uh, ki uh, what should you do and the answer that i got at that stage was ki jis din tu soch lega us din tu kar lega as a 14 year old i was kind of very disappointed with that uh, uh, answer i was thinking that i will get some technical answer that your bat swing is wrong or your stance is wrong your strength you don't have strength in your muscles and you know your arms are not there rest some technical stuff and i i came back and i think i i it remained with me but i was not never appreciated this and again i you know life turns on you go and you just move on and then later on uh, uh i i came as an you know i didn't play cricket after that because studies and all of that and then came back after college to play recreational cricket and then i realized that i from a from a person who was struggling with that answer is a visualization in your mind is the first piece of success mm-hmm. what he was telling me is that look first you need to convince yourself that you can do it and that i think is a big life lesson that has remained with me is a, is a lot of people that would come to me and i i talk uh, for possibilities is first you need to convince and make sure that your head you're sinking in your head that this yeah. possibility and visualization is in your head this is the first step now once you visualize yourself to do that first step you will create conditions to enable it absolutely and it is so phenomenal that you know uh, once you internalize this is that you with the same set of everything you became an uh, uh, aggressive batsman and you were hitting sixes and the stuff like that is just because you were visualizing this now and the yeah. power of your your you know the the thing is between the years the rest follows sub- subsequently is my big life lesson and i keep this saying to senior executives young executives emerging leaders professionals uh, sports people anyway uh, uh, you know first you win in your head and then you win on the on the field so th- that is a big part that has played with me is how do you convince yourself and you play it first in your head to convince yourself settle in yourself that look this is something that i can do it's the same thing when you do sales if you're not convinced that you can't do this sale you will fumble the other person will know right so first is that step and the second things will follow later so that's that's i think in a in a way i didn't appreciate as a 14 year old which i appreciated when i was 26 year old and has stayed with me for all these years but 
uh, I would say this is my big life lesson. Fantastic. I think all the life lessons that we all have somehow at that moment we don't understand it and then they really become like the treasures. Uh, you know just like this podcast episode is going to be a treasure for each and everyone who's listening to this. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time you spent with us today and I hope it was time well spent for you too. No Sukriti it's been fantastic. I think uh, uh, to be fair uh, one goes for some interviews and uh, uh, this has been refreshingly different. The approach has been different and uh, I one also I'm a big fan of authenticity uh, is the best comes out when you are yourself. Yes. So uh, so your show allowed me to be just be myself and it just you know they were, just came out so I'm really happy and very happy to be uh, your part of this. We are equally happy. Thank you so much. Freedom to be happy by happiness.me is available on all leading podcast directories. Until the next episode, please take care, be safe and remember, you have the freedom to be happy. <laughs>